Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today we're talking about the strict dress code rules in basketball today. And we're talking NBA, college, really, whenever you watch basketball, mm-hmm. traditionally you think of a coach in a suit. But right. today we're talking about how that's transitioned away from the suit. And now we're going more towards a casual wear. Yep. Would you mind telling the folks where it is in the rule book and how it's defined? So in the rule book, section H, item three states, players not in uniform, whether on the active list or inactive list, are no longer required to wear a sport coat when seated on the bench during games. But such players must wear dress attire that is clean and neat in appearance. Mm-hmm. What they don't want you to see is jogger pants, uh, jogger, yeah, jumpsuits, sweatpants, leggings, that kind of yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so I have some questions for you about this. Yeah, so, I, I also like that you put in the definition, which is more like player-centric, which is where this rule starts. Like right. this is the best way to start this rule. But yeah. what's your question? So my question is, um, prior to this this rule coming into play, there was a dress code, very strict dress code, that was, from what I can tell, was added in 2005. Yeah. Where they said players have to be in a suit when they arrive to the stadium. Is that right? And when they leave? Yeah, they and, need to be presented or presentable. And at the time, David Stern wanted the NBA to be seen as a professional league. Okay. And one of the things that was very controversial that he decided to make his stance known was Allen Iverson. Right. Allen Iverson would show up with, you know, at the time, the, the baggy pants, the over-heavy shirt, the cornrows. He had all the tattoos. Because think about the last player before Iverson that you remember their tattoos. Right. Bird, Magic, Michael, yeah. David Robinson, Patrick Ewing. We can go through the whole Dream Team, no tattoos. Right. So right. it was the first time that we were seeing more casual wear kind of that expressionism kind of take to the court in a very loud way with Allen. Okay. And there were more players following along. But Allen Iverson was kind of the, the keynote that made it all flip over to you can't show up in the super baggy white T-shirt with the sweatpants, wearing the Jordans, okay. show up in a suit. Sure. Um, and eventually this rule was backed down as players just started to take more trend to fashion. And we see guys that aren't wearing suits now, but they dress incredibly well. Yeah. And they're very presentable in front of the media. And there are some guys that you're like, I don't know about that. Yeah. Like, I know Kawhi Leonard wore like a sweatsuit. Okay. But at the same time, um, the rules have gotten a lot more laxed, especially because of COVID. Okay. So I was just going to ask that. So when COVID happened and they we had this bubble in Orlando, right, where yeah. the entire playoffs were played there, yeah. they, they loosened up... You know the, <laughs> the requirements, right? So you didn't have to wear the suit and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Pretty well, much because of COVID, right? Yeah, pretty much because, just to give a little background, when the NBA debated to go to the bubble, it took about three months to make the swing, because they had to do some pre-planning. They had to figure out where they were going to go, and Orlando made the most sense. Why did Orlando make the most sense? Because they had hosted Summer League, which is where they bring all of the unsigned rookies, all the signed rookies, they throw teams together, and they put them in Walt Disney land, basically. On top of that, ESPN had the rights to a lot of the playoff games, which is a Disney-owned company. Okay. So Orlando just became this hub where they could put Disney employees, a.k.a. ESPN, they could broadcast the games from a Disney-owned section. Oh. And then on top of that, they had a Disney-related franchise, the Orlando Magic, 
who had previous experience hosting all of these events all year round where they could have 32 teams stay within that region because okay. of summer league. So they had the infrastructure. Exactly. In place. Okay. And there were other places that people really liked. Some folks wanted to just do it at a college and have them live in the dorms. Hmm. Um, yeah. There were a couple practice centers that were like outside of the city that they thought would be a lot of fun. Or they just thought, why don't we, you know, if Minnesota had a game versus the Pacers, let's say, right. why don't we just have them play in their practice center? Because it's their practice center. I right. mean, there's not going to be a lot of people passing through. Right. But ultimately, they knew that Disneyland, they were able to lock it down because it had a security infrastructure. It oh, had hotels okay. that had security infrastructure. Um, and they were just meant for thousands and thousands of people. And in this case, they were going to welcome, you know, 2,500 athletes plus oh. um, journalists, coaching staff, medical we, they had, you know, doctors there as well to manage the whole thing. Right. So it just made a lot of sense because it was perfectly designed to wow. entertain people. Yeah. They just didn't know they'd put entertainment in there. Right. Okay. I never but knew yeah, that. that's okay. kind of where it came from. There's a lot more to the story, obviously. Sure. Um, and there were a lot of debates on where to put it. Some wanted it in like Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Um, some thought about Vegas. But ultimately, I think Orlando was the right place. Okay. Um, but g- getting back to what you said, COVID did a lot of things to the NBA, but the big one was it edited the dress code to a wild degree where it kind of swung the pendulum back okay. um, from everybody has to be in a suit or at least well-tailored dress clothes right. to now players can sit on the bench in sweats. Um, coaches who are infamous for wearing suits at every basketball game mm-hmm. aren't wearing suits anymore Wow! because it just didn't really make much sense that if you're not in a public sphere why would you wear a suit when, you know, yeah. we're dealing with a small area? Right. And they're not sitting in front of the media, really. Where, right. where are they going to be presentable? So eventually the rule just came down as not an official rule, but we're okay with you laxing the dress code while we're going through this COVID thing. Okay. Just because it makes more sense for you. It's not going to distract us from the game, per se. And... It just kind of felt like the right move to make because they're only going to be able to bring like two, three suits you right. know, when they travel in. Because I never thought about that. Yeah. They couldn't leave, right? They I mean, can't leave. They had, did yeah. not leave the bubble. You had to stay in until the playoffs oh, okay. were pretty much over or wow. you got eliminated and then you could leave the bubble. Okay. Wow. So it was just kind of a rule made by necessity. Yeah. And so eventually coaches were really getting into this. Excuse me. <clears throat> but... The coaches were really getting into this, and the NBA was like, you know, it's not causing any distraction. No one's really raised a complaint. You guys are fine to keep it. Just keep it within reason. Oh, and so okay. now you're seeing guys that are wearing more like, you know, your tennis shirt with the collar. Yeah. And then they'll wear maybe uh, a, what are the, the quarter zip quarter over zips. the top. Right. And then they'll wear maybe like a pair of dress pants or like a nice pair of golf pants. That's what most guys are wearing now. Okay. So it's more athleisure. Like I know you have it in quotations yeah. up there on, our, on your notes, which I think is a perfect way of saying it. It's athleisure now Okay. Um, for coaching staffs. But I think the players eventually will kind of swing back as more and more people make it into the, into the arena. But at the same time, guys like Kawhi Leonard that like to wear comfortable clothes, yeah. that's what he's wearing. And um, I don't really think it'll be snapped back just because the commissioner we have right now is very player-friendly. Yeah. And I don't really think he's too worried about what's going on on the bench. He's more concerned with just behavior. Right. He's really concerned about their appearance and growing the league. So it's not right. on his top three things. 
So as of today, there really isn't a dress code. Yeah. It's more like you got to kind of not wear the sweatpants and stuff like that, right? Well, and before David Stern put this rule into action in 05, Mm -hmm. the joke was don't get called into the office. Like he would just pull you in. (laughs) Oh, really? And I think that's probably what's going to happen now is where – the commissioner will just say like, "Hey, I need to talk to Kawhi Leonard because the suit just doesn't look good." Okay. And they know they don't publish that. They just say, "Okay, listen, you got to just dress better on the sideline," okay. and they keep it in house. And I think people appreciate that more sure. than just airing all your dirty laundry. Yeah. Especially as a league, so I wouldn't be surprised if they try to kind of tuck it back by doing that first. Okay. But ultimately, you know, the guys—they're still pretty presentable. They look good. They, mm-hmm. you know, the suits are. Even the the zip up shirts, I think, right. like Sean Velour tracksuit, like right. they look like a panda. Yeah. But at the same time, they're really expensive and they they yeah. look good. And sure. on top of that, usually the NBA is partnered with Nike, so if you're wearing Nike stuff on the sideline, that's not oh, hurting them. Right. So and then other players have brands, and if you're a league, like again going back to Kawhi Leonard, if he's wearing a New Balance gray, boring looking tracksuit. Well, he's a New Balance athlete, and that brings you a lot of attention to your players, which ultimately you want that. You want your best players to be highlighted in brands, and you want guys and you want basketball to grow and flourish. You want successful brands eventually to kind of encompass you. And on top of that, New Balance is one of the stake owners in the Celtics. Ah. Their practice center is the New Balance Center. So it kind of all ties together with a lot of different things um, business-related in basketball. And frankly, high visibility of their players, which makes your league more memorable. Right, right. So, so I was just going to ask that about the the Nike and Adidas yeah. and New Balance and all that stuff. And I yeah. do see guys wearing that <laughs> stuff, and I'm like, why is he wearing that? But it's because they're they have a sponsorship or whatever, yeah. right? So, okay, yeah. Okay. And a lot of those players, they make more. Like, oh. think about James Harden. Like, if James Harden's making, you know, let's say just pulling a number out, let's say it's seventy million. He's making two hundred million from a Adidas shoe deal. Oh like that's <laughs> the shoe deals are a bit more important almost than the actual basketball deal, and that's why you see them do this thing. Like Andrew Wiggins is a great example. A couple of years ago, he was a sneaker free agent, and he wore like eight different brands over eight games. Really? To be like, picture me in these oh, shoes. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! And that's I, so I kind of remember him doing that, and guys will definitely do that wow um to to wear the brands out and really show them like hey i'm available and i've got this super highly aware youth that really cares about what kind of shoes you're wearing wow um so it's big money it's a lot it's a big deal so if you get a chance to wear that but it goes now it's leaking into the dress code too you know if alan iverson was wearing champion gear that was actually related to the NBA, I'm sure they probably would have kind of thought about it a little harder. But this is one of those rules where David Stern was very infamous for kind of slamming his fist on the table and being like, we're not doing that. And just that really heavy-handed leadership that was both good and bad in a lot of ways. I was just going to ask you, do you think overall was it good to sort of put the hammer down or not Mm. so good? You know, I think the manner in which they did it was created bad PR. I think a lot of people didn't like that it really 
kind of made uh, a sacrifice to Allen Iverson. Like, you're this problem. Right. And there was a lot of it going everywhere. I and mean, Tim he Dun- probably wasn't the only one. He wasn't right? the only one. Like, yeah. Tim Duncan would show up in these sorry-looking outfits. Like, he came from a cookout. And it's like, oh. dude, what are you doing? <laughs> so I think there there was eventually the realization that they really needed it, okay. but the execution was just so poor. Oh, and okay. I'm not going to lie. Like, where the NBA players are today in terms of dress – they're awesome. They're doing really good. They've got a lot of fashion. There's a lot of pride in how they wear their clothes. Right. So I think now this rule is starting to dip into the not as needed as before. Um, but at the time that it happened, okay. it was very controversial because it was kind of an attack on a couple of players and on culture too. A lot right. of people took it personally as an sure. attack on their culture. Yeah. Um, but eventually, I think it kind of found balance and a lot of folks realized like, if you're going to grow this league, you need your players, your best players to look right. their best. Right. And um, although not probably from 2005, it really came about like 2009, 10, 11, 12, when LeBron really stepped into the light. He was an awesome dresser. Okay. He looked good. Everyone was like, what's he wearing? What's that suit? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So yeah. there's some players that really took the torch and kind of blazed okay. the trail. Yeah. And I, and I think you made a good point there where it's, it's the, it's the best players. It's the, the faces of the league yeah really those are the guys that need to be dressed up not yeah the, and i will make one caveat guy. before okay. we go russell westbrook used to like design his own clothes and wear them oh and wow. that was kind of a really interesting thing and it was nothing i would you know everywhere you right. would ever want to wear but at the same time there was just a lot of respect to yeah players kind of showing their flair right and that kind of you know david stern i always thought david stern wanted larry bird and magic to be these polar opposites because they were characters and people right. could latch onto characters. And now players have a lot of individuality and their clothes really represent that. And I think that's probably, if we can finish the pockets on anything, yeah. players when they started dressing away from the dress code and showing their individuality is when the league started to really relax it and eventually broke it when they went into the bubble God. because now the coaches needed it too and it right. was needed and things kind of slipped off from there. Okay. So let me ask you this. Um, I always remember coaches, and even in other sports like football and stuff, Yeah, yeah. you got the coach on the sideline wearing the suit, yeah. um, Hank Stram, Tom Landry, <laughs> all these old school. John kind of, Madden yes. with like the little loop yeah, on the belt right. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I I just, I don't know, maybe because I'm old school, but I like I like the fact that coaches have suits and ties or used to have it. They don't anymore. Yeah. Um, but what do you think of this? Is it fine to have the relaxed, for the coaches really, not yeah. I know the players. but There's just certain games where I'm used to seeing it. Like I'm used to seeing Coach Izzo from Michigan State like lose his jacket. Like it's <laughs> right. done. It's done by the end of the game. We're not yeah. going to get it back. Right. Um, but at the same time, I understand like it just makes more sense if I was coaching for me to wear what they're wearing right now because I'm surrounded by these enormous sweaty human beings right. on a very small bench yeah and there is no space right but at the same time i liked that hockey wore suits i thought yeah. that they did it with a lot of flair and pride mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i like in college that you had these guys that like i think of the big east yeah um and some of the jackets those guys would wear and yeah. suits they'd wear john thompson and, yes yeah. but i i think that that's just kind of it's not over but i think when you're talking about playing a, a competitive sport practicality takes practice yeah. yeah um and i would love to still see it i think it's really cool i really like kind of that that mm-hmm. stage presence that it yeah. gives a coach right. now it's hard to figure out which one is which but coaches really aren't like that anymore it's tough to find one character we just lost coach k and 
Yeah. He kind of felt like one of the last big titans still yep. out there. Yep. Um, I'm sure folks will say more, but yeah. like original from the Big East, the ACC, all right. of those guys, they're gone yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Is there any sport that sticks up to you that you wish suits were still a part of? I, I kind of wish the NFL would bring him back. I know they oh, never will, but I, yeah. I just, I don't know. Like Bear like, Bryant with yeah, the hat? R- yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I just think cool. there's, I don't know, you're kind of representing your team, and I think dressed being dressed up in a suit is, is a good thing. But Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just it. think of Bill Belichick is just like yeah, really <laughs> taking that board and torn it down. Yeah, the old, but, those the it's ripped like Chris, sweatshirts, you know, yeah. like Chris Barley just ripping a set apart. Yeah, no, yeah. In football. The Bear Bryant ears were really interesting, oh, yeah. and Vince Lombardi too, yeah. like with the jackets. And you're I like, mean, whoa, okay, that yeah, Hank Stram. That guys. was a power move a by Bud them. Grant. I mean, Bud they, Grant yeah. too. I don't know like, if you want to see good good patterns and colors, you might as well go back to the '60s <laughs> and '70s outfits because you really totally. are like, oh, we've come a long way. But, yeah. Um, that would be interesting to see. I think hockey might be mine. I really like okay. seeing the suits in hockey. Yeah. I don't think they wear them as much, but there's just kind of like, I don't know, this presence. You I, forget that yeah. the coach is in there. Right. And then the suit goes on. And you're like, oh, 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 okay. There's yeah. the coach. There's yeah. the coach. And, yeah. But there's a lot of them that you could see. And I hope they don't die out completely. I right. hope people don't just give up on them. Me too. But yeah. at the same time, things change. Right. Um, All right. Well... That's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> and we kind of talked good rule, bad rule, dumb rule, so I'm going to yeah. pass it over to you. Do you have any thoughts or comments? No, I just would like to see it come back. I know it probably won't, but yeah. I, I think it adds a lot to a team and the coaching staff. Yeah, and whatnot, it, so. it's just kind of fun television, but yeah. they don't play for television all the time. Right. We're thinking with us, but mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts, visit our website at that'sadumrule.com. Otherwise, tune in next time for another dumb video.